Uh, Brandon, your mic's muted. I you're think you're mic's muted. muted. Okay, there we go. That's much better. There we go. Let's try that again. Yes. Without the mic muted, for God's sakes. But either way, <laughs> nevertheless. Happy early Halloween, everybody. And welcome to the Halloween special of the Rant Ray podcast. This is episode 211 overall on this show. And as always, thank you for making us your very first listen of the podcast and subscribe to your preferred podcast platform wherever you get your podcast at, either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify for Podcasters, etc. And leave us a five-star review of the show. And if you're currently watching the video version of the podcast, make sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell for all new episodes of the Rent Rate Podcast. And even like this episode as well. And of course, subscribe to the others on this channel, which will introduce ourselves one by one by one by one by one. I'm the Fire Brandon Martin, co-founder, co-creator, producer, and one of the six-man co-hosts, currently one of five, because again, Uriel is doing some some exams and all that other stuff. And I'm not just Brandon Martin. I'm Brandon Stein. I am the other co-founder, the other co-creator, and the director of the Rant and Ray podcast. I am the young blood outsider, Jordy Scow, a.k.a. J-Man's Legit. But for tonight, you can refer to me as the Jordy Taker. Where's my lightning at? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. I gave the lightning. Okay, I'm in rocking on the King of the and I'm known as one of the Toronto Maple Leafs players. And of course, I'm also one of the main co-hosts of the Random Rate Podcast, Mike Bombardier. But as for today, Tony Schiavone from WCW with you once again. So glad to be with you on board. A lot of stuff to talk about in the world of pro wrestling. Sit back, relax. And last but not least, I am the elder statesman. People call me Big BFE in some circles. Some cir- people, some other circles call me Mr. Shenanigans. I'm Eric Lima. But for tonight, let me talk to you. All you dummies out uh, there. Who, whose game is it? Well, everybody say it with me. I'll tell you what. L.A. Nice got a manifestation. That dummy Roman Reigns, he has one of these. Well, that dummy Roman Reigns is, is going to get beat at Crown Jewel. But courtesy of L.A. Knight. Yeah, there's dummies in the live chat. Thomas was dressed like goofs. Well, I'll tell you what. Hit the dummy button. Dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, to coin a phrase from Dan XP, there should have been lightning from my dick. So. <laughs> 
Dummies have struck by lightning on both Oh, I got a license. Oh, 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 yeah. The hashtag. Lightning from. So, you already know what's going on. This is the Halloween edition of the Rand Ray podcast. And we always, you know, every Halloween, which is a new part of the format, we dress up as anybody we want to. I mean, we can dress up as anybody we like to. Now, I was, I was planning on dressing as somebody else. But due to last minute, you know, um, things, I had to, you know, work with what I got. <clears throat> there you go. <clears throat> um, so we're obviously going to be talking about a lot of things here on tonight's show. Like, for example, you know, like once we hit the one hour mark, we're going to be talking about the recent NWA TV deal that Billy Corgan was able to get for the CW. And also, uh, CM Punk rumored to be backstage at Bound for Glory this past uh, Saturday. But the bigger, you know, news that I will be talking about, you know, after, you know, Brandon talks about, you know, the after he talks about about the CW thing with the NWA with Billy Corgan. And after I'm done with it, that topic, you know, and then he'll go on to CM Punk being backstage at Bound for Glory. TNA Wrestling's coming back. Mm-hmm. Let's all give a big round of applause. Yes! Yes! Yeah! Yes! 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 TNA yes. 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 LA Night guys first starts. Eli Drake. Yeah. <laughs> so thank, thanks, God Father. No, actually, it's Lima Night. Yeah, Lima Night. Yeah. 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 So, but right but right now we will we'll get all of those topics, you know, as soon as we can, you know. But I will be exclusively talking about TNA wrestling because I call it shotgun. Yep, you sure did. Yeah, I could provide proof. Yeah. I don't I don't wanna, you know, um endanger the privacy of our group chat, you know. But then again, who cares? So um we all know what's going to happen, you know. But first of all, let's go ahead and say hello to everybody in the live chat. We got um, the Price is Right Fan 2023. How are you doing? We got Gary in the live chat, the NG2C Network. We got Daniel Berry Sports Highlights. How are you doing? The Chuck Jose Channel, House of Fewer, Godfather Dom, Dominic Williams, Motionless Zombie. We got Nick Infante. And yes, I am, am but I'm also, I'm actually the Jordy Taker. And... We got both on the sofa and Ben Wellner just entered in the live chat. Okay, first of all, I'm not the same Indiana Jones hat. As a matter of fact, hold on. This is this is my Indiana Jones hat. Okay. <clears throat> this right here, I don't know what it is. It could be, you know what, for all intents and purposes, it could be an Amish hat. You just never know. So but then again, or it could be like a, like you know the I don't know what what do you call all those things? You know, like like for Thanksgiving, you know, like pioneers hat or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. The Jordy Taker, the Jordy Taker. I swear to God, I'm about to. I'm about Let to leave my nice talk to you for a minute. I'm about I to. Apologize to everybody calling me. I like trying to get in character here. Yeah. 
I'm about to find a way to, you know, <laughs> out of someone's butthole from the light chat if they don't pronounce it right. It's Jordy Taker, J-O-R-D-Y-T-A-K-E-R. Jordy Taker, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, like your sunglasses, Ben. Nick, who are you, The Rock? I don't think so. Uh, well, again, the Undertaker actually, you know, owned The Rock one time. <clears throat> oh, and even 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 Dom, oh, does. Dominic oh, likes my jersey. Well, he likes my jersey. That's what he likes my jersey. Yeah. Yippee for you. Anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> You know how it all goes, you know, once, you know, we're going to do a topic from each, you know, I've already done taking my rage out of on the room and that's something I don't want to get into, but there's something we need to talk about because I want to be the first opening topic, you know, for the each topic from each co-host because this is a thing we have to discuss, which has already been discussed two weeks in a row by both of us on the sofa, uh, you know, credit to Jerome Latimer, and I, this is a topic I've always wanted to discuss, but this is how it works. First person who talks, to, you know, give out their, you know, individual topic here on the panel, which is, you know, every, you know, week I changed the format while I was on vacation, you know, and it's actually done so good because when, you know, and once we get the one hour mark, we'll talk about the main topics, which is displayed on the um, thumbnail. And uh, by the way, remember the thumbnail you got for, you know, that has the rock and Jade Cargill brand. I think you forgot to put the R in our logo there. So, well, actually I did not make that by the way. You didn't make that? No. Look at the description in the video there, Jordy. Okay. Stand by there, folks. Art editing, huh? Yep. And which is a which is I'm actually good friends with the guy, which is he goes by his first name, Nick. Another guy named Nick, so that I'm good friends with that I actually met at Rosalind uh event in portland so i could get the touch base on him so well i guess i can't complain too much all right let me go ahead and uh let's see <coughs> all right <clears throat> so but yeah First person who talks gets to give out their topic. I'm going to go ahead and, like I said, I'll be the opening topic, and then you'll see how the rest of the, you know, show goes. So, now, I'm going to explain this a little bit and simply put, you know, bring up the speed on this certain individual that we're about to talk about. Um, this person goes by the username SSS Sniper Wolf, and... She has done something very heinous as of recently, as of, you know, in, in the word of, in the world of YouTube and a lot of chat in the live chat. I can't see him, but I, I can tell Nick can see him. But anyway, so this individual, SSS Sniper Wolf, had done something very horrible as of late, and she had doxxed another fellow YouTuber by the name of Jax Films. And let's just say a lot of things have come out since this, you know, revelation. It's also been revealed she's got, you know, like she's no innocent angel herself. She has a criminal record. She is also, you know, and she's also, she's also very, you know, 
I'm not going to lie. She's very, you know, F-faced, if you know what I mean. So, this is, uh, you know, like, made by yesterday on Polygon.com. YouTube demonetizes popular content creator SSS Sniper Wolf after doxing accusations. Actually, they're not accusations. They're facts. You know, or actual, you know, doxing, you know, like, you know, everything. But then again, who knows? The YouTuber had been feuding with Jack's films over reaction content, and this was made by Cass Marshall on October 25th, 2023, as of yesterday at 2.18 p.m. The debate over reaction content on YouTube has been brewing for years, but a recent incident between two creators has refueled the urgency of the conversation. The debate centers on Aaliyah SSS Sniper Wolf Sheelish, a YouTuber with over 34 million subscribers, and Jack Jack Films um, Douglas, a YouTuber with 4.9 million subscribers. The two have been feuding online over the past year, but it came to a head this weekend as Douglas said that Shalish showed up to his home and filmed the outside of his residence on Saturday. Shalice shared the, a video of the incident as an Instagram story saying, let's talk like adults, quote unquote, let's talk like adults. According to a report from NBC News, on October 20th, YouTube said Shalice's account would be temporarily demonetized, which led to this confrontation and why did it ignite such a firestorm of controversy online? So, we ask, what is reaction content and why is it so controversial? Reaction content is an umbrella term that applies to a content creator responding or riffing on an existing piece of media. Reaction content has been controversial for a long time. In 2016, the Fine Brothers made an infamous attempt to copyright their React videos, which was met with near unanimous criticism in August, the, the con conversation reignited as popular creators like Felix XQC, Lingle, uh, wait, Lingle, Lingil, I, I don't know how to pronounce that, reacted to long-term content with very little, if any, original input or transformative commentary. Now, how are Jack's films and SSS Sniper Wolf Involved in the reaction content debate. Involved in the reaction content debate. Whoa, whoa, feedback. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Douglas had made content on YouTube since 2006, primarily focusing on comedy videos. In the past, he has called out a reaction content that he says fails to meet the bar for fair use and has even made parody videos reacting to reaction content. Within the last year, he set his sights on Shalisha's content, citing a lack of credit or links to original creators and their work, and a lack of transformative commentary. Shalisha has been a content creator for roughly a decade, including making YouTube and TikTok videos. Her recent work is largely reaction content, which she posts to both platforms. Shalish has been aware of Douglas's commentary, even making jokes about the YouTuber in her own reaction content. 
In addition to Douglas's video call, call out above, he revived an old jokes channel called JJJ uh, Jack's Films, poking fun at Shalisha's content and celebrating times she deleted clips. He also regularly made content on Twitch, reacting and even grading uh, Shalisha's reaction content, complete with a bingo game for viewers to play. Oh, shit. Uh, the, Jack, the JJJ Jack's Films streams were designed to apply pressure to Shalish encouraging her to credit original creators and provide substantial commentary. And now we get to the the SSS Sniper Wolf doxing, doxing accusations. On October 13th, Shalish posted an Instagram story with the text, Should I go visit at Jack's film? He lives five minutes away from my shoot. She proceeded to add more posts to her story throughout the night which included a photo of the outside of Douglas's house and the caption, and I quote, let's talk like adults. Okay, that was weird. Um, by the way, I'm not even been the host of this thing, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm getting balloons. Uh, Douglas was live streaming <laughs> on Twitch when Shalish posted these images to her Instagram story. And he disconnected and posted the following tweet on October 13th. SSS Sniper Wolf just doxed me on her Instagram. Creepy, gross, violating, wrote Douglas. Alongside a screenshot of Shalisha's Instagram story, what you do is disgusting. You steal content and stalk YouTubers at YouTube to monetize this dangerous creator or just get her off your platform. She posted an Instagram story right outside our our home and deleted it. Now, as Douglas's fans waited for YouTube to respond, they score they scored or scoured, I don't know, Shalisha's content looking for potential additional rule violations. Shalisha also posted updates making light of the situation, including since uh, including a since deleted photo of her and her sister with the caption, we show up up to your house what y-u-d i mean i mean what w-y-d excuse me and a post over douglas's tweet caption this creep has been harassing me for months then plays victim saying i threatened him when i just wanted to talk to him i have no ill intentions it's so bad when people have to constantly create drama to, to pay their bills the incident inspired a series of videos on posts from influencers and commentary channels with public opinion largely being in favor of Douglas, of course, the situation also inspired a few, a few shit posts and memes, some of which were aimed at YouTube, encouraging the platform to respond. Polygon re reached out to Douglas, Shalish, and YouTube, and we'll update the story when we hear back. YouTube responds on October twenty, a week after the doxing incident. YouTube and Shalish both made public statements. YouTube posted a tweet confirming Shalish had received a temporary monetization suspension per creator responsibility policies. The tweet also criticized the behavior on both sides, which is bullshit on both sides when, when Jack didn't even do anything wrong, and expressed, expressed hope that the incident would move, move this 
convo to a better place. And here's some proof right here, like where, you know, hold on a second. Oh, crap. No. Okay. This is the tweet he made for, you know, actually, you know, proving that he got doxxed. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay. Shalish also made a statement on X apologizing to Jack's film, YouTube, Tube, and the entire creator community and my incredible fans for not being a better example of conflict resolution. She has since posted a handful of new videos to her YouTube account with the comment sections disabled. The response from both YouTube and Shalish failed to address many fans' concerns considering the official comment from YouTube spoke about both sides and playing responsibility on Douglas' Douglas's side of the conflict. The, the demonetization feels like a slap on the wrist, which it is, which has only inspired further commentary among the community. It seems like for now YouTube is content to avoid the debate around reaction content and simply profit off of it from afar. And uh, by the way, first of all, let me just say this. She did dox, you know, Jack's films. There's no doubt about it. Sniper Wolf, she knew exactly what she was doing. She she like went over to his house. She make you know, you know, like breached his safety. So the fact that, you know, they want to, you know, like act like as if like, you know, she's like, you know, like if she needs to get, you know, punished, then he needs to be punished too. That is bullshit. So I want to let this, let everybody in on a little secret. We have been doing the show mainly on YouTube live, you know, since, you know, since the very beginning, you know, for the show. And we, uh, and we cross, you know, you know, stream it on not just YouTube. We do it also on Twitch and also on Brandon's personal Facebook. But here's my problem. If you are not concerned with the safety and well-being of other people, including people that also make you money, as it were, then honestly, YouTube, all you do, all, you, all this is is a big political party. You know, all that is is just, you know, internet politics, where the most popular YouTuber gets a slap on the wrist, kind of like when Vince McMahon gets a slap on the wrist for, you know, sexual harassment, you know, for all those years. So as far as I'm concerned, YouTube, you better be careful with what you do, because honestly, I know you don't care. But at the end of the day, you just simply prove a point that. You don't give a crap about, you know, the little guy. You don't give a crap about anybody but yourselves as long as you're making money. So what do you guys think of all this? Well, let me talk to you. Here's one. Here's two words for you. Yeah. And what's the second word? Yeah. I started the gag. Okay. Anybody else? I didn't have anything in my phone. Hmm. Now I don't feel like I'm Nobody else uh. wants to get 
That's okay. Well, I'm going to be, that's what I'm going to say right there for the final record, you know, but there will probably be some updates on both of us, but then again, I just want to provide, you know, my two cents on the matter <clears throat> because again, the, you know, Sniper Wolf, you're batshit crazy. And the fact that you're using the name of someone like a character off of Metal Gear Solid just proves you're not original. So there you go. Who's next? Well, let me talk to you. Though you know the World Series is on is going to be underway. <clears throat> Excuse me. But is it the Houston Trastros? Nana. Nah. Is it the Philadelphia Phillies? Nana. Nah. It's the Texas Rangers. Yeah. And the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. Nobody thought that these two teams would even make it. They weren't even picked to start the season. Everybody, uh, I personally thought it would be the Stro uh, Strohs and the Phillies in a rematch. But no, nah, no. Nah. It's going to be the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. So I can imagine this will be a good one. Yeah. So who do I pick to win it all? I see the Texas Rangers finally win their World Series, but it will take place seven games. Yeah. And that is my subject. And that's not an insult. That is just a fact of life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll go next for Pro Wrestling of the Week, but I tell you what, you do a better LA Knight than LA Knight. All right. Thank you. All, all right. Wow. Yeah, for us. Oh, geez. <laughs> First it's off. LA Knight game. LA Knight. Yeah. <laughs> well, out of bounds for glory, but first. Well, this nomination is for somebody that. The one at Bound for Glory, but first of all, let's go through. First of all, I just want to get my thoughts on Halloween. Night one of Halloween Havoc. We got a new NXT Women's Champion, the Lyra Valkyrie. But here's the thing that struck a slightest laughter on me. Awesome laughter, if you ask me. The interview segment with with Sarah Schreiber, Tiffany Stratton, and Fallon Henley. Fallon Henley does a way better Tiffany Stratton than Tiffany Stratton. And Fallon Henley is a better looking Tiffany Stratton than Tiffany Stratton. Yeah, I'm sure she wants to support Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't blame you there. <laughs> and you know, with Nick Aldis ejecting uh, Adam Pierce and Jay Uso from the arena, I don't. Many people thought that this was a heel turn. I don't think this was a heel turn. He was just trying to defend uh, his brand SmackDown and onto the brand split. So that's why he had them leave the arena. The, the arena. But coming out of bound for glory. In a near 18-minute classic against, against Super Speedball Mike Bailey. Oh yes, Will Ospreay. 
Nice. Speaking of which, I'm watching this matchup. Yeah. Speaking of Bound for Glory, we'll get to that soon. But anyway, um, since it's almost about to be 30 minutes, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, plug, plug these channels right now. And uh, first advertisements, you know, for the first two of our first three minutes of our show, um, we are going to give a shout-out to Jesse Carter at the Pro Wrestling Shoot, who does yeah. – own a podcast and all that, you know, and along with his other, you know, um, with his other, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, friends who also do content on the Pro Wrestling Shoot channel. You could also find out like whether or not what topics are going to be discussed within the world of professional wrestling. So go over channel and subscribe and hit the notification bell so that way you'll be notified when he's going to go live for another exciting, you know, episode of the Pro Wrestling Shoot. And also for our buddy Alex, you know, from the 25 KAPR TV, only here on YouTube where you can play, you know, like, or actually see, you know, people, you know, um, uh, you know, game shows, like, you know, like, like, you know, whether it's a TV show that you use back in the day or if you're watching it right now, whatever. I hate to say this to you, but you sound like a robot. Yeah, I have to agree with uh, Lima Knight on that one there, Jordy Taker. Oh, there he goes. Jordy Taker may be resting in peace sooner Jordy than later. Taker frozen. Yeah, it'll be revenge. Jordy Taker frozen. It'll be my doing because of revenge of him for choke slamming me on Monday Night Raw. 30th oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Oh boy. Hey, can you guys see see me and hear me now? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, um, Undertaker cut out his Wi-Fi. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Okay. But, yeah, if you want to watch, you know, like watch him, you know, do some, you know, some, you know, game shows and all that, whether it's, you know, shows you've watched back in the day or shows that you're watching right now, go ahead and tune into his channel. And if you want to participate into, you know, into his, you know, into, you know, his content, like play a game show or, you know, whenever it's being taped, then by all means, you know, you can find them on Discord. Hopefully you can find the Discord, you know, um, you know, uh, page and all that. And you'll be there, you know, to, you know, watch and play some, you know, game shows. And there you go. That's one of the first advertisements for the first three minutes of the show. Um, only Brandon and Andrew are left for, you know, individual topics. So who wants to go next? I got to go next. I got to go next. I got to go next. All right. Go ahead, Andrew. All right. Well, the the actor, her name is Richard Roundtree, who plays in a, several movies in, in Shaft films in the early 1970s, has passed away this past Tuesday at the age of 81. Yeah. Roundtree's longtime manager, Patrick McMinn, said the actor has been diagnosed with pancreatic. Help me in this one, Brandon. Help me in this one. Thank you. He's got cancer, and he's died in his home in Los Angeles last Tuesday. He'd been diagnosed with breast cancer in 1993 and underwent to a double mastronomy. Mastronomy? Help me in that one, Brandon. It's vaccine. Thank you. Thank you. So he'd been working on all that movies. He started in his films started in 1971 at the age of 28, and he started his before after his appearance on the 
He started his career 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 as a get this. He started as a model before he started acting. So my thoughts and prayers all that to Rich Around Roundtree's family. So that's the end of my topic right there. All right. Brandon, and it's all yours. It's all yours, Brendan. It's all yeah. yours. All right. I will go with okay. Yep, you're good. There, Jordan Taker. I'm checking with YouTube as well, because I mean it's not just your word I gotta take, you know. Let me take a look. Okay, mine's good on my end. All right. All Just right, had to make sure it's good. But okay. All right. For regarding topic-wise, that WWE announced first ever major PLE, which is the premium live event, in Germany. Yeah. Ooh. I thought, you know, I heard that they were also going to do, a, I think, one in Paris, France, I believe. And with that, let's go ahead and read this bad boy right now. WWE just announced a new premium live event, Bash in Berlin. Bash in Berlin. Berlin. Let's, hope, let's hope JBL doesn't goose step like he did all those years ago in Germany. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. But, yeah. With the following statement, which is a Stanford, Connecticut, this was yesterday. WWE, part of TKO Group Holdings, today announced that Bash in Berlin, the first ever major WWE premium live event to be held in Germany, will emanate from the Mercedes-Benz Arena in Berlin, Germany, on Saturday, August the 31st of next year. Ooh. And of course, uh, fans are interested in an exclusive pre-sale opportunity. You can register right now. And it's going to be on the WWE.com website, which is Bastion Berlin pre-sale. And of course, the same with the priority pass ticket packages as well will be soon available. And all that other stuff. Which we all know that they did Elimination Chamber in Montreal. Backlash in Puerto Rico. Night of Champions from Jeddah and Money in the Bank in London. And, of course, Australia, we all know that, will play host to Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia. It will be on Saturday, February 24th of next year. I don't think I'm going to get up for that one because the thing is, I mean, we can do a live reaction, but then again, it would just be a reaction because, again, who'd want to stay up all night just to cover that? That is no way. I'm like, goodness sakes. Not like <clears throat> three in the morning, but in my time, but I digress. Yeah. But yeah, uh, what do you guys think about the name and going to Germany? I think it's good for them to expand, you know, to to you know, to finally go to not just, you know, not just in Canada, because they've always went to Canada from time to time and not just in the UK, but now for them to expand their horizons, you know, for them to finally, you know, tour in other places and actually <laughs> broadcast them. Because it's been a long time, you know, since we've had, you know, I don't think, I think it's been a long time since they've been in Germany, you know, like 
for any kind of live event. And I'm not just talking regarding live events since before the pandemic happened. I'm talking like a long time, you know. So I think this is good for them to branch out and finally, you know, get some, you know, get some, you know, broadcasting off of it, you know, and profit, you know. Major step up. In terms of going yeah. international. <clears throat> this is exactly what we needed. Let me talk to you. Well, I hope I go in there in Germany as this champ. Being that dummy Roman Reigns. Yeah. While I'm at it, I think I'll beat up that walrus himself, Paul Heyman. Yeah. Let me talk to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew? I think it's great they went to a different country like Germany. And I think it's gonna be great for for August of next year. That'd be great. That'd be a great event for, for Germany, of course. Okay, that's fair. I would say for me, like uh, Michael said, it's a great step up for WWE to get to tour around not just Canada, as mentioned, along with Puerto Rico, Australia, Saudi Arabia, which despite that, but I digress on that. Yeah, yeah, because of how they treat their women up there like dogs and they treat their goats like, you know, the goats, but, you know. Yeah, and then also from London and all that. And I would see, you know, basically regarding, you know, to I would see also Paris France could come into play as well. I mean, that's that's also another potential to have that for a PLE. I, I heard about that recently. I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. But I mean I would love to see it, you know, for to be in for the PLE in Paris, France. I mean, however, however, the announcer should be French, like, like the the ring announcer. That's that's what should happen. Like, remember when they had, you know, a Canadian, a French Canadian, you know, announce, you know, the wrestlers at the Survivor Series '97. <clears throat> oh yes, mm-hmm. they should do the same. One they of them the or. Yeah, but they should do the same for for Paris, France, if they ever have an event over there with a French ring announcer, you know? Oh, yes. And, yeah, basically that's regards to the topic regarding to, you know, with the premium live event, we're coming to Germany. So, last night on Dynamite, and we got confirmation that this is going to happen for real. We're going to actually have an AEW World title match this coming Saturday at Collision. By the way, AEW, um, I kind of feel feel sorry for the fact that you're losing more more attendance, uh, uh, you know, numbers than you are, you know, ratings numbers. But that's a whole different story because after all, you're the one who fired CM Punk, and because of you having the, you know, a disciplinary community. <laughs> I look back on that episode when when uh, <laughs> when we were looking into 
you know, when Tony Khan said I we had a disciplinary community within AEW, I remember when I just, you know, when I was like about to laugh real loud. And the thing is, there is no disciplinary committee in, in professional wrestling because it is not an actual sport. But be that as it may, um, this coming Saturday on Collision, we are going to have a first time ever for the AEW World Title. It's going to be the champ MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman versus Kenny Omega. And <coughs> if Kenny Omega beats MJF, then Kenny Omega will retain his long reign you know, record as the AEW World Champion. But if MJF wins, then he will undoubtedly get will be able to beat the record of Kenny Omega's long reigning title ring. Well, and that dummy Jay White has it. Yeah, well, Jay White can pretend he's a champion all he wants, but the fact is, until he's won it, he's not going to be in the record books as a champion. And besides, if he wants a title that bad, all he's got to do is, you know, go online, you know, and search for a belt. Like, buy a replica, but. Mm hmm. Ooh, Halloween is coming. Yeah. Now, as far as, you know, um, everything else is concerned, this is another thing we need to discuss before we hit the one-hour mark. Yeah. Rick Flair is all elite. Uh. Okay, first of all, I'm not going to say this to Bash Rick Flair, but I thought he said he'd never work or be in AEW. But then again, that was a thing he, he, he promised to Vince when he was owning the WWE. However, now that Vince is no longer in charge of the WWE and he's, you know, put in his place, Ric Flair, by God, he can go wherever he wants to because he is the Nate Jabbar. And that's who I was last year, only I was Jort Flair. And instead of being Nature Boy, I'm Nature Man. Mm-hmm. But, be that as it may, Ric Flair is an AEW. He's probably going to be there until the end of Sting's, you know, long, illustrious career, which will be at Revolution 2024. And honestly, I look forward to see what happens and all that stuff. I mean, something, all good things must come to an end, even though Sting's career in AEW <clears throat> full-time, as Tony Khan said. Yeah, there's another bullshit statement for you. Um, but nonetheless... I think I've enjoyed Sting, you know, being in AEW. He's really helped out any way he could in regards to ma certain matches, certain events. Even though most of them, even though all of them have been tag team related, it it only depends if his last match will be the one where he finally gets beaten. But you never know what, what's going to happen, you know. So as far as I'm concerned, um, what is what does everybody else here think about Ric Flair being in AEW? Hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> Rick. Well, let's see. Hmm. I know that Rick Flair is a very good Hall of Famer, but working for another wrestling organization, uh, kind of sold saw on that one. Only three second. letters. My screen, my screen is frozen on the YouTube end. 
Uh, yikes. I'll be right back. Damn it. Uh-oh. It Not looks again. like you two's trying to be a bunch of dummies again. Yep, there it Always. goes. I only have three letters. O-M-G. That's in regards to Ric Flair yeah. in AEW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Okay. Corey Taker's back once again. All right, so, but yeah, who else uh, here wants to talk about, you know, give their thoughts on Ric Flair being an AEW? To be honest, I will say this. I mean, sure, people get mixed reactions to, you know, Ric Flair coming to AEW. And, you know, I mean, Sure, even though Ric Flair had a last match there in Nashville, Tennessee, but he is still wanting to, but he should have retired by then, but again, oh. In ring wise, yes, but anything else, I mean, I, I got no problem with seeing Ric Flair. I mean, he's, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I still, I still, you know, I don't mind seeing him, you know. Oh, yeah, that's not a problem. I mean, at least could be, you know, I mean, let's say like a trainer or, you know, in a production role. Oh, I don't imagine Ric Flair being in a production role, boy. Oh, uh, Cypress, Cypress, hold on just a second. Let me talk to you, Cypress. Michael Hayes, are you seriously? Is what you get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's supposed to be the Undertaker, dummy. <laughs> yep. Uh, and no, we don't want seeing. I get it. He wants, to, but no. Chayton, you know what you get for that. Dummy. Yeah. yeah. Leave Cena alone. Let him do his thing in WWE. He's the one that gave Lima Knight the spotlight. Yeah. He knows whose game is it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it could be a good move. It could be a good thing with Flair, but let's just say let, we'll just wait and see what happens for, coming for the future. Honestly, I think it's actually pretty awesome the fact that he's he's back on TBS after all these years, you know. Oh yeah, hey, absolutely. On the sofa. Here you go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's regards to my thoughts on the Rick Flood being on AEW. All right. So Man, we, we haven't even reached the one hour, you know, mark yet. But then again, we're probably going to have to, you know, talk, talk about the main topics right now. I mean, we're, we're doing as good as we can right now. We're having fun, you know, just being here, interacting with our live chat, you know, just, you know, 
enjoying, you know, everyone noticing us in our costumes, even though some of them could be, you know, be outright pricks when it comes to, you know, misnaming, you know, who I am. But still. Yep. Um, let's go ahead. Well, you know what? I got a better idea, not just, you know, about TNA coming back. I also want to give the results for Bound for Glory, you know, which which will lead up to, which will lead up to the return of TNA. So go ahead and talk about the recent, you know, um, uh, NWA TV deal with the CW, thanks to Billy Corgan. Yeah, basically, you know, even though that was from last week, but we'll still talk about it here. We all know the National Wrestling Alliance has reportedly signed a deal with the CW. According to uh, Nick Hosman of Haas of Wrestling, the NWA has signed two TV deals with the CW. An official announcement should be coming relatively soon. On the October 12th episode of Busted Open Radio, Corgan stated NWA has signed two deals with a top 20 network and that they were two totally different wrestling-related products we'll be offering. Hossman reports that NWA Power, which currently airs every Tuesday on YouTube, will be one of the shows. That son of a bitch. The other show will be a reality show about the day-to-day behind-the-scenes business of the NWA. Oh, come on. Corgan said in an interview that NWA will remain on YouTube in some capacity despite the new network deals. And, of course, Fightful will update fans on the deals made by NWA when they are official. Uh, I mean, it's great. That's a plus. But NWA Power still be on YouTube? Eh, well. I just don't know. I mean, sure, that's fine. But the thing is, I mean, with, you know, with the other show regards to... I mean, goodness sakes, with the reality show? Really? The last thing we need is more reality shows evolving around the wrestling business because, again, like, it's just, you know, then again. But still, having power, like, dude, it's it's been exclusively, like, streaming, like, episodes more so than TV. I mean... They, I'm, I'm surprised Billy Corgan couldn't even thought of another show, like Fire. You know what I mean? Like, and then bring, and then have a reason to have Into the Fire as a theme. You know, for you know, like for that kind of show. Question is, what, what, what time and what date will they have it? We don't know because he's not going to explain much. He just even said so not too long ago. Which, again, only time will tell. But I gotta say this. If he's gonna, you know, bring power to the CW, then he better he better damn well have you know some good quality, you know, regards to the show, and make it mean something, you know, and he might need to make some kind of you know like 
deal with, I don't know, like with some streaming services, like for previous seasons of, you know, power, because again, we haven't, I mean, not all the episodes of power are on YouTube. But, but, are there on the uh, panel? What do you guys think? I kind of hope that CW, hope I have CW on my TV. I really am looking forward to watching some NWA when it comes on. I checked. I have the CW on my uh, on Spectrum as well. Mm Hmm. Hmm. So, but for reality shows, I have to agree with reality shows are for dummies. Yeah. 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 That's only because, and that's only because Lima and I can give you a fact of life any time of day. Yeah. What's your? <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how this plays out with NWA Power. So it's going to be interesting. Well, the, N- Rock, uh, yeah. yeah. The NWA's been around for you know has never you know never even left even after the eighties. I mean they they've still been around. It's just that. They've been under different ownerships and all that. And plus they were, you know, they were affiliated with TNA back in 2002 to 2007. Yep. If <coughs> mm. mm. all you uh, dummies in the live chat want to know what Brandon's supposed to be, he's supposed to be Brandon Stein, like Frankenstein. Yes. Yeah. Or, or basically the creature, <laughs> which is what he's, what it's really called. But still, I, I concur with, Bra- with Brandon Stein. So yeah. Uh, anyways, so anyways, a- I I have to agree with. I agree yeah. with Michael on that one. I I have to go the same thing with Michael said. So I agree with. You. All right, there. Well, let's go. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, read this. The results for Bound for Glory 2023. All right. In fact, let me get out of character for just a second here. I'm watching the Bountiful Glory recap right now. By the way, it wasn't the main event, um, you know, for the Impact Knockouts uh, and attacking titles. It was actually a dark match for some reason. How's that for you? But we're not going to count the dark match. So, for the first opening contest, Chris Sabre retained the Impact X Division Championship from Kenta, which actually pretty good to know. We got PCO, Perfect Creation 1, uh, defeating Moose, Rhino, and Steve Macklin in a Monsters Ball match. Then we got ABC, Chris Bay, and Ace Austin. Defeating the Rascals, Zachary Wentz and Trey Miguel, to win the Impact World Tag Team Titles, which was um, Bay's Feaster Fire Tag Team Title Match. And as 
the aforementioned Will Osprey defeated Mike Bailey, you know, which was mentioned by Michael during his topic. Um, and what, which is obviously one of, one of the best matches of the night. Then we got a 20 person intergender call your shot gauntlet. The winner receives a trophy and a contract they can invoke anytime within one year for a championship match of their choosing, which had Jordan Grace by last eliminating Bully Ray. <laughs> did you see what she did to Bully Ray? Holy Yep. I know what she did to Bully Ray. You know what she said to him? He's fat! <laughs> oh! Next, we got Trinity retaining the Impact Knockouts World Title against Mickey James via submission. And finally, for the main event, Alex Shelley defeated Josh Alexander to retain the Impact World Championship. And then the announcement that follows. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and give out, you know, some more uh, more shout-outs, you know, and some more promotion, you know, like advertisement here for, for tonight. So... Hold on a second. There you go. Okay. <clears throat> First, um, out, out of the two for this other, you know, advertisement, we got L. Calavera Productions, a.k.a. Leon Calavera, the Scorpion Death Drop. He'll be doing some, you know, flash animation, you know, on this channel. You can go on there and see what other projects he's got cooking up. And, yeah. and other stuff, you know. That, again, you can only see on his channel because, again, he is, you know, went, he's been to film school and he's also been to editing processes. So, yeah, make sure you check out his channel. And also to the House of Chayton, um, which is uh, Chayton Long, who is the host of the Exiled Outcast, Exiled Entertainment, and Exiled Masculinity. Check out his channel, you know, for, you know, content, including recent Spider-Man 2, you know, gameplay, you know, live live streams. And, yeah, hopefully you can enjoy yourself with, with these, um, you know, two content creators. And, yeah, there you go. So, now. Uh, yeah, for him as well. Yeah. <clears throat> We get to go inside yeah. the road. TNA is back. Yeah. Yes. Impact Wrestling to rebrand in early 2024. Impact Wrestling will once again be known as TNA for the first time in over six years when the promotion rebrands early next year. The announcement was made in the closing moments of Impact Bound for Glory revealing that the company will revert to its iconic total nonstop action wrestling branding that was a that was a staple of the promotion for nearly two decades. Their next major pay-per-view hard to kill on January 13th, 2024 will be the first event held under the TNA name since January 2017. Aside from a one-night only event in March of 2020, in a press release, the company hinted that there will be a sweeping presentation changing changes to 
the show with the rebrand as they will launch a new look TNA wrestling that runs from the entrance ramp to turnbuckles in the ring to larger, larger, more prestigious venues and much, much more. The impact wrestling ring will remain for all events until the rebrand takes effect in January. This includes their upcoming tour in the United Kingdom, which begins in Glasgow on October 26th, followed by Impact Turning Point being taped in Newcastle on the 27th, as well as two subsequent live events in commentary on the 28th and 29th. Backstage details on the TNA rebrand have emerged. PW Insider and Fightful Select provided further in, further details on the move, revealing that not all aspects of TNA, of classic TNA will return. There are said to be no plans to revive the unique six-sided ring, and talent at the company reportedly do not want it to return regardless. The decision for the rebrand has been in consideration for a while and has initially set to be announced at Slammiversary back in July before being pushed back to Bound for Glory. The move is said to have been officially decided on around two to three weeks ago. As for why the rebrand is happening, there are reporting a few reasons. For one, the company wanted to unite the history of the promotion due to its various brandings over the last two decades, including NWA, TNA, TNA, GFW, and Impact. International partners of the company are also said to have preferred the TNA branding over Impact, and some have even still been using the TNA name, name internally. Band input was also a factor as a quiet poll of longtime bands revealed that many prefer the TNA brand on top of fans at love events regularly chanting TNA. Finally, new TNA championship belts will reportedly be adopted by current Impact champions when the rebrand takes place. The TNA World Heavyweight Championship belt was temporarily revived in 2020, but <coughs> just a year and, and a half later by then Impact World Champion. Christian Cage. So, yeah. Just to let you guys know, let me talk to you. Um, <clears throat> RB, uh, RBJ40, he's in the stream, even though we can't comment on here till one more week. Yep. And yes. then uh, he wants to let you know that, Jordan, you don't look like The Undertaker. You look like a pilgrim. So you dress him for Thanksgiving instead of Halloween. <laughs> And he says hello to everybody here in the live chat. Yes. Well, that's very nice. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? You're not going to be able to comment in the next couple weeks, you jerk off. But still, TNA is back. Yep, sure is. So, might as well let him hear it. TNA, 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 Wait a minute. Where the hell is Michael? Michael, what the blue hell? There you are, you little. I couldn't. I just get flashbacks to that segment that I had with Mike today. And Percy Pringle and Vince Russo. Oh, oh, you know what? That reminds me of something. Uh-oh. Uh, Mike <clears throat> Tanay 
when he gave his Hall of Fame and Fame induction speech for for the Impact Hall of Fame, I watched it from beginning to end, and he did not once, not once, mention Tony Schiavone. That is true. Mm. And folks, if you don't believe me, go on YouTube on Impact on the YouTube rest uh, on the YouTube you know channel of Impact Wrestling. Watch the uh, Hall of Fame induction speech by you know Mike Tenay, and watch from beginning to end, and you will find out he did not once mention Tony Schiavone. In, and also in- remember, and it's what it is. It is appear in one of his appearances. Tony also uh, uh, he also name dropped the, the name Scott Hudson. Who also was a former WCW colleague. That is true too. But even though, but at the end of the day, you know, like Mike Mike today never got a chance to, you know, like I don't think he was with. Well, Scott Hudson wasn't with WCW for long until you know after its closure. But that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, Mike today, for someone who doesn't, you know, mention Tony Schiavone, you know, after working with him on what whether it was on on WCW Nitro or Thunder and on and or and or on pay-per-view that just got that that's like you know knowing that there's got to be heat between them you know <clears throat> Go back, flashback to that segment well the thing is that was just okay. it that was a segment it wasn't i mean it was just a planned inter- segment but the problem is is there real life heat between those two that's the big question that <clears throat> i think you know maybe tony can answer or maybe mike can answer but then again who knows But still, what are your guys' thoughts of you know TNA coming back? It's gonna be a brand new. It's gonna be a brand new brand, so to speak. I think it's gonna revive. Uh, it's gonna. I think it's gonna give the wrestlers there, the roster there, a whole new jumpstart. It's about dang time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. And I want to add on to that that the first signing under the new TNA brand, PCO, we all knew. Oh yeah, and he is like the uh, the French Canadian Frankenstein, as it were. Yeah, he follows me on X, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> to me, you could probably. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I'm definitely going to be going to TNA when I'm going to wrestling. Straight oh, on. Yeah. Because here's the thing. When, if I was ever going to get signed with Impact Wrestling, I was going to do a storyline where I brought TNA back. But now that they're bringing TNA back, I don't need to do that now. So, <laughs> there you go. They just did a free segment for you. Yeah, no, they saved me a lot of segments and a lot of storytelling, apparently. Yes. <clears throat> but yeah. Hmm. Let's. I so think defeat, let's see. When, Tr- when Trinity defeated, you'd be surprised, Bofa, because here's the thing: when was the last time we that t- that that this company has gotten a huge buzz? Not since 2010. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, for the last 14 years, they may have not been doing so great. Even though their tenth year, they were they were fantastic because again, they actually produced like some very you know great content better than the WWE in 2012. But that's besides the point. Um, but with the name change, it's gonna be be awesome. 
and it's going to actually bring some people, you know, like together instead of apart, you know. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much it regarding the return of TNA. So, um, Brandon, you can go ahead and uh, talk about who was backstage for uh, Bound for Glory. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Well, folks, good old Northern CM Punk was backstage at the Impact Wrestling Chicago tapings. Well, basically following CM Punk's departure from AEW with his contracts being terminated with cause on uh, and being denied being signed by WWE for whatever reason, which I'm starting to think, okay, by as much. Yeah. On September 2nd, there has been a lot of speculation on what his future in wrestling may hold. And as you mentioned, while there has been a lot of speculation about Punk potentially returning to WWE at Survivor Series in Chicago next month, as, of course, WWE are said to have rejected the chance to bring Punk back. However... Punk's noted friend, Ace Steel, was backstage at this past weekend's Impact Bound for Glory event. And the company even considered using Steel on screen, but opted against it due to not wanting to accidentally tease Punk appearing on the show. In an update from House of Wrestling. While Punk was not present at Bound for Glory, he was backstage at last night, which it was Impact Wrestling television tapings in Chicago. Punk was said to have turned up just before the tapings began at around 6.30 p.m., which probably is in central time zone, was taken to the locker room area Punk had previously attended an Impact event back in April, which created a lot of buzz as it was still in the fallout of the All Out Media Scrum incident prior to his AW Collision return. While backstage, Punk was said to be talking with anyone who wanted to get some time with him, which included key impact talent that he spoke to throughout the taping Punk's presence was said to have not phased any talent as they were more used to his presence after his visit earlier this year one person who did not get to spend much time with is A. Steele who has also served as a producer at the tapings and was said to have been warmly received backstage and seemed happy to be back at work. And that's regarding like CM Punk or Ace Steel. Yeah. But who was happy? That's a good question. Who knows? Well, honestly, I got to agree with both on this one. The fact that, you know, listen to this. Reports of T, uh, 
Punk at TNA and rumors of his WWE return at Survivor Series. Which one is which? Yeah. Honestly, I here's a here's what I would believe. I think a, a TNA return would actually be more shocking than than a WWE return. And I'll <laughs> Let's not forget during CM Punk's you know beginning in the Indies, he started out in company companies like whether it's the IWA like you know or the or or back in its you know pioneer days ring of honor but let's not forget he also started in, in TNA when it was the NWA total nonstop action brand so yep. let's not forget CM Punk has been been in TNA before sure his first run wasn't pleasant but then again Maybe a run in TNA would actually be more shocking and a lot more better for them because, again, they could use the ratings and they could use a little bit more, you know, a little bit more, you know, like buzz as the, as it was previously mentioned in April. But since TNA is being coming back, this will be a good chance for Punk to have a new fresh start with the company and actually help get it on its feet and then just shove it up Tony Khan's ass, of course. Yeah. And the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Adam Page and Jungle Jackoff. <laughs> mm-hmm. But those guys are all dummies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, anybody else have any thoughts of CM Punk being backstage at Bound for Glory and if he's going to sign with the company after it's turned into TNA? I would not be surprised hmm. if he signs with TNA. That's where he got guys, you know, really big start. And I think, you know, come back home to where I'll begin. So that will be, that'll be fitting for CM Punk. Yeah. Hmm. I think, I think, hmm. CM Punk will definitely sign for TNA Wrestling. Why not? Why not? He wants to join TNA Wrestling. He doesn't mind that, so go ahead. CM Punk, he definitely will join TNA. I agree. I definitely wouldn't mind it at all. Let him sign with the company. Well, let's hope Scott Moore, who is the president and executive producer and head of creative and occasional wrestler for the company, let's hope he, you know, is open to the idea. Because after all, I mean, after all, seeing, I mean, the thing is, he should, instead of worrying about the stories, he should be worried more about let, giving Punk a chance. Like, CM Punk has never gotten another chance in WWE because he's been denied. He's never really been given another chance in TNA, so I'd say let's go for it. I can agree with that. And, you know, he had basically, during his TNA run, you know, Raven. I'll be out with the gathering. Well, somewhat of the gathering, yeah, but, you know. Oh, yeah, it is the gathering because it was, uh, you know, because it wasn't Raven's flock. That was in WCW. That is right. Yeah, um, see, Mickey James was part of that crew too, as a Alexis, Alexis Lurie, Lurie. right? Yeah, Alexis Lurie. 
And speaking of Mickey James, I would not be surprised if she, if she goes back to the WWE now that her husband's there. Well, then again, she's more comfortable with that right now. I mean, I feel like she's always been comfortable with TNA than she's ever been in WWE, if I'm being honest. <clears throat> well, who knows for sure? You got a lot of new competition coming up in uh, in the WWE. And this will be very interesting for her. If and By the way, you're referring to Matt Morgan, the DNA of TNA. Like, really? Yeah, I'm like... Matt Morgan doesn't even wrestle anymore, which is sad, but... Yeah. But, yeah. Is that all pretty much it for the main topics? I mean, I would say so. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give out this one final... Is Mi I see Mickey James going back there eventually. Yeah, maybe a Hall of Fame induction. <coughs> give out one more advertisement, and then we'll be we'll be off here. So the next advertisement, the final one, is to the David Three Thousand Network and to Mister Garrison Ninety Six. Yeah. Now, if you want to see me. At me every Tuesday night, you know, doing film reviews with, you know, uh, Victor DeValle, who was here last week, by the way, shout out to him and thank you for appearing here on last week's show for, you know, to help finish your review of, you know, you know, oh God, what was the name of that movie? Hold on a second. It was a uh, Who's singing? That's that's Brandon's dad. Yeah, that I'm like. Or in that case, no singing. No singing. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Nolia. Okay, there you go. Shout out to him for, you know, for finishing his review and his thoughts on Magnolia. And also, if you want to see him along with, uh, you know, with William Braun and sometimes Jared Ross and yours truly, Every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. Then go to the David 3000 Network, but also check out other things he's got on there, like whether it's, you know, let's talk about football or wipe those tears, as in T-I-E-R, not T-E-A-R. And also, finally, with Mr. Garrison96, who is also here in the live chat as the NG2C Network. If you want to check out his content, you know, on his YouTube channel, which is the Mr. Garrison 96 channel, which is also the home for both of us on the sofas, which is on every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Except this or, Monday. Or, well, yeah, except for this Monday, of course, but I'm still plugging it nonetheless. Right. Yeah, okay, no problem. Um, yeah, as I said, 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, 4 Central, and and two uh, Pacific. However, this Monday he will not be live due to personal obligations that he's going to fulfill. Instead, he will be on a one-week hiatus. So the week after this Monday will be when he when Bofus comes back. So, but do all but do tune in and subscribe to both those channels. Hit the notification bell, and you will be notified whenever they go live and other premieres as well. So I guess. That about does it for the show. Um, is there anything else we have to discuss? Actually, hold on. Speaking of David, 
We wanted to do a uh, ten bell salute to the people of Maine. Oh, that's right. I heard oh, about that. Yes. Yeah, I got right. a couple of friends right. that, um, that are from there, actually, and they and they're all safe. Just to let you know. In fact, my grandparents and my uh, aunt and uncle live up there as well. So, and they're all safe. So, just to let you know. Just like, just praise God for that. Mm-hmm. But still, for those who did not survive, we will pay homage and, you know, ring the bell ten times for, for those who did not survive. Mm-hmm. Yes. And with that, bow your heads down, close your eyes. We pay tribute to the people of Maine, as Jordy Taker mentioned, as we told the bell ten times. for the 211th episode of the Rant Rate Podcast. If you like this, give it a thumbs up. If you missed your chance in the live chat, comment down below. Give us your thoughts and opinions. Also, be sure to subscribe if you're new to the channel. Hit the notification bell so that way you'll be notified when Brandon does an upload, a premiere, or a live stream at this one at all times. Same goes for uh, Michael Bombardier, uh, who is portraying as Tony Schiavone, and with Eric Lima portraying as Lima Knight, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric Lima, uh, Eric Lima, Shiangans of 1977, and with Andrew Hawking as a Maple Leafs, you know, um, you know, uh, wait, wait, Toronto, wait, Toronto Maple Leafs fan, um, and with me as the Jory Taker, and with, you know, with that all being said, God bless you all. Have a great day and stay healthy for Barry tomorrow. Now, if you excuse me. It is time for me to rest. Yeah, I'm not dead. Yeah! But with that, keep ranting and raving. It is not an insult. That is just a fact of life. Yeah. Hold on a second. Okay. All right, and with that, for real, good night, everybody, and we'll see you all next week. Yeah.